Hello, I'm Philip. Here is a bedtime story from Dad. Helen Gigardo was born in 1803 on a small farm in Plunech, near Lorient in Brittany. Her mother died when Helen was seven and was sent to work with two aunts who were servants at the rectory of Bubri. Seventeen years later, in 1827, she accompanied an aunt to the town of Sejlien. She became a cook for the parish priest. Shortly afterwards, she was involved in an incident where she was accused of adding hemp from his grain house to his soup. She moved on to work for another priest, Father Francois de Drogo, in the nearby village of Guerne. It was here in 1833 that her first suspected poisoning occurred. In the three months between June the 28th and October the 3rd, seven members of the household died suddenly. Menra Dubois, Frank Dubois and Diana Dubois, the priest himself, his ageing mother and his father. The seventh victim was her own visiting sister, Anne Gigardo. Her apparent sorrow and pious behaviour was so convincing she was not suspected. Coming shortly after the cholera epidemic of 1832, the deaths may have been attributed to natural causes. Gigardo returned to Boubry to replace her sister. Coincidentally, shortly after her arrival, three people died in the course of three months, including her other aunt. All of the people she had cared for at their bedside. She then left Boubry and moved to Los Minet, where she boarded with a needleworker, Marie-Jean Leboucher. Both Leboucher and her daughter died, and a son fell ill. It is possible that the son survived because he did not accept Gigardo's ministrations. When, in the same town, the widow Loret offered Gigardo a room, she died after eating a soup that her new boarder had prepared. In May 1835, she was hired by Madame Toissaint, and four more deaths followed. By this point in time, she had already put 17 people in their graves. Later, in 1835, Gigardo was employed as a servant in a convent in Ore, but rapidly dismissed after several incidents of vandalism and sacrilege. Gigardo worked as a cook in other households in Ore, then in Pontivy, Lorient and Port-Louis, where she was employed only briefly in each one. Often, someone fell ill or died. Among her most infamous murders is of a child, little Marie Breger, who died at the Chateau de Soy in May 1841, just ten years and one month before Gigardo's final arrest. Most victims died showing symptoms corresponding to arsenic poisoning, although she was never caught with arsenic in her possession. There is no record of suspected deaths from 1841 to 1849, but a number of her employers later reported thefts. She was apparently a kleptomaniac and was caught stealing several times. Although there is not much information stating why she committed these crimes, it can generally be linked to psychological issues. It is possible that these problems erupted at a young age after her mother died. 
It is not uncommon for a child to develop abandoned child syndrome due to a parent passing. Gigardo once stated that murdering people gave her a sense of power, which she enjoyed. In 1850, Gigardo joined the household staff of Theophile Bidard, a law professor at the University of Rennes. One of his servants, Rose Tessier, fell ill and died when Gigardo tended her. In 1851, one of the other maids, Rosaline Sarazan, fell ill and also died. Two doctors had tried to save Sarazan, and because the symptoms were similar to those of Tessier, they convinced the relatives to permit an autopsy. Gigardo aroused suspicion when she announced her innocence before she was even asked anything, and she was arrested on July 1st, 1851. Inquiries linked her to 23 suspected deaths by poisoning between 1833 and 1841, but none of these were thoroughly investigated since they were outside the 10-year limit for prosecution and there was no scientific evidence. Local folklore had attributed to her many unexplained deaths, some of which were almost certainly due to natural causes. The most reliable estimate is that she probably committed about 36 murders. Gigardo's trial began on December 6, 1851, but due to French laws of permissible evidence and statute of limitations, she was accused only of three murders, three attempted murders and eleven thefts. At least one later case appears to have been dropped since it involved a child and police were reluctant to upset the parents by an exhumation. Gigardo's behaviour in court was erratic, changing from humble mutterings to loud pious shouting and occasional violent outbursts against her accusers. She consistently denied she even knew what arsenic was, despite evidence to the contrary. Doctors who had examined her victims had not usually noticed anything suspicious, but when the most recent victims were exhumed, they showed overwhelming evidence of arsenic, and possibly antimony. Her defence lawyer, Magloire d'Orange, made a remarkable closing speech, arguing that Gigardo needed more time than most to repent, and could be spared the death penalty since she was dying of cancer anyway. The case attracted little attention at the time, pushed off the front pages by the coup d'etat in Paris. Gigardo was sentenced to death by guillotine and executed in front of a large crowd of onlookers on the Champ de Mars in Rennes, on February the 26th, 1852. Good night. Sleep well.